0: I've had a I've had a good few months. Um, yeah, it's, we... it's
1: been it's been a while.
0: Yeah, well, I, I actually released the the last episode um, a couple of days ago before recording this, and we literally recorded it two months ago after we got back from Boston. Mm. Um, but it does mean it's now fresh in my mind. So yeah. it's probably not fresh in yours. But last last time we were speaking about inbound, so our, our thoughts on that. Um, investing in in businesses. I told you about my wallet thing. We were talking about what's been your biggest investment in in, in your business, and should you invest in things? And you invested. Uh, the biggest thing was in HubSpot, and then we had a little chat about uh, WeWork and and all that. But that the WeWork thing sort of died down. We're moving into a WeWork in March, which I'm excited for. Yeah, but. Uh, other than that my um my last few months have gone really well just before we started recording I was talking about how I was really frustrated um frustrated but not doing work again like in our second episode we were talking about me getting frustrated but not doing work um but I I had a week off from the, the day job and felt good when I came back and I've I've edited podcasts, released a client podcast called The Uncensored CMO, Um, uh, did a workshop as well. Fucking hell, that was interesting. Have you done a workshop before, like a a training Mm -hmm. session Yeah. Um, yeah. from a guy I met in Boston?
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I got two bits of um, work from that trip in Boston. Mm. I got the one that when I was there, I'm sure I told you about that.
1: Yeah, I think I remember talking to you about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was only 150 quid, but it was it was like two hours work. Um and then I, I met a guy at the drift event who is in I don't know where he is. Surrey somewhere. Probably near you actually. Um that are uh, interested in getting into video more and they said, Can you come in and do a workshop? And I thought yeah, I can come in and do a workshop, but there was four or five people in the room. They were all really engaged. So that that was the biggest thing. I didn't want to, to do the workshop and them sort of sit there in silence or not have any questions when I asked. They always questions. They were all really enthusiastic about getting into video. Um, so yeah, really good.
1: Nice one, dude. How That's about awesome. you, mate?
0: How have you been?
1: Yeah, a bit busy actually. It's funny, like you always think this time of the year will wind down, but every every single year that I've been um, been running the, the company, it it always seems to like um, wind up at Christmas. Like it, it just it, it gets busy in November and December for for some reason. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a busy few months. Uh, lots of different projects on the go. Um, some really, really interesting and 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 cool stuff. Um, that unfortunately I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a good few months. Really good year actually. 2019's been been like really good. Um, from a, it's my second year. Uh, it's my second full year. Yeah, I think it's my second full year running the business. Um, and it it really it's starting to feel uh less less scrappy um you know more more like okay i i i sort of know what i'm you know there's there's still there's always issues and challenges but it feels a bit more like okay i kind of know what i'm doing now um and it's not it's not such a scramble and a, and a panic for for um you know just everything really
0: yeah so if, if we do a little sort of 2019 in review um are, are there any big moments throughout your year that you thought yeah that that's memorable or that went well um or things that stood, stand out in your mind
1: um I'm not sure i th- I think i i um it, if I'm completely honest, I think one of the things about working on your own uh, and I do work primarily on my own um is that y- you rarely come up for breath. Or, or do you know what i mean like you you, uh, you could have told me it was october last week and i would have been like okay fair enough <laughs> like did you know what i mean like i was talking to my fiance about this the other day and and we, she's self employed as well and because you're not like going into an office and chatting to people every day you kind of miss a lot of the cultural changes around the um you know that that are happening in the community um whether that's the work community or personal or whatever uh, so it just, every day just feels like kind of the same. So, uh, the, m- my point I guess is that there's no real standout moments over the year because it is just... Uh, get this done. Move on to the next thing. Get this on and move on to the next thing. There's no, you know, there wasn't a big summer party or you know a Christmas party. Or, do you know what I mean? Because it's just, you know, you, you work as a consultant, so there's no real massive milestones like that throughout the year. Um, but if, for me, as as far as things that have happened this year, um, I guess both both related to HubSpot was hitting platinum. Um, with within I think that was we sort of um. 13, 14 months after joining the HubSpot partner program, hit, hit platinum, which was pretty huge. Um, and then the, um, the advanced, uh, HubSpot released an advanced certification um, earlier in the year. Uh, and they had a few agencies, uh, so, well, a bunch of agencies apply for it. And it was basically only for people who, who were doing seriously advanced stuff with HubSpot. Uh, and, and Electric Monk is, is the only one in the UK. Um, so, you know, I, I went up against some pretty heavy hitters in, in the, um, in the agency world with big, big teams, uh, and, and kind of came out as the only one in the UK with the certification. So, mate, that's um, amazing. Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, they, they're kind of the two big things from this year, I think.
0: Well, honestly, you, you worked for it. You deserve to have that have that qualification I, I, I've had a bit more of an eventful year and interesting you saying about working on your own and um not really having those cultural points to latch on to from being in in an office so I, I've been full-time employed the the whole year so I, I started the year off really really strongly I remember I started it with the 30-day video challenge and that was from being frustrated <laughs> in the last few months of 2018 of not doing anything so I really wanted to kick Kick off twenty nineteen with a bang, and I, I I did well. I did the um, uh, I I did the thirty days. felt 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 like I was productive after it. I I also launched the podcast. Um, I think I think I launched the first episode in twenty nineteen. I'm not sure. When did we record ours? Was uh, that that was January.
1: I think I think you were still doing the um, you were still doing the video challenge then. Uh, it was like 19th of january or something
0: yeah yeah no i think you're right um so yeah the well my, my first episode was december 28th but that was with chris but the the next episode i released was um sort of late january then february but yeah so the 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 podcast is probably the biggest thing that's happened to me this year um it's it's, it's changed my life for the better really um uh, meet meeting Brian Halligan. That's probably the highlight of my year. Oh, meeting yeah, Brian Halligan was... um, in London, recording a podcast with him. Uh, that, that that was just amazing. It's opened loads more opportunities for me. Um, the podcast in general has opened a lot lot more opportunities for me. Learning about it, improving the podcast. The the listenership I think, hasn't.
1: I was going to say, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. I think one of the things that's really interesting is that when you and I first started hanging out. Like I think we met officially early last year. Um but when you and I first started spending more time together, you were starting a video business, um, and you had a sideline in podcasting. Um and I could see that you were really passionate about both. Um but one of the things that the very first things that we talked about was uh that video is kind of a saturated market, um and, and a lot of big agencies are struggling. Um, uh, but podcast is is like ripe for the picking, uh, and over the course of the last twelve months, you've actually uh, obviously you're still doing a lot of video, but you've kind of repositioned the what the work that you do to actually do more podcasting stuff, um, which is a, a huge shift. It, and I know it, it doesn't feel like it, but when you when you look back on it, you kind of go, you know, my, my business is completely different from what it was at the start of the year, or what I thought it was at the start of the year.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've, I've definitely felt that switch. I remember um, when I first started telling people I'm a video and podcasting agency, um, they were like, oh, podcasting, tell me more. And everyone I started saying it to, and the more and more, they would never listen to the video. As soon as I said podcasting, they're interested. And I remember when we were chatting in Boston about you saying, don't speak to anyone else on podcasting, you'll know more than them, or you'll be able to... Um, explain how it works and that that made me realize yeah actually um I've through through my own one I've learned enough about it to be able to offer it as a service and help people absolutely and I feel confident absolutely. enough in doing that um so yeah the, the, the podcast has been amazing for me I also started the new full-time job which has been the, the best one of the best things it, it, it's been so good for me because I've gone from working at an agency that I didn't really enjoy um and getting frustrated with, with my day job to having a job that is supportive of my work I do on the side, um, that give me flexibility when I need it. Um, um my, my my boss is really good and I can't ask for any more than that. Um I'm obviously paid more so it's it's nicer to have it's not I really enjoy having the salary coming into my bank account every month that affords me to be able to do the other bits. Um, and I, I know I'm in a very fortunate position to have that, but I really, really like it. And then, obviously, sort of rounded off the year with inbound. Um, and then a week in New York, which was amazing for me. Um, I did Boston thanks to you giving me a ticket. Very kind of you, my friend. Um, and uh, my my work paying for for the for the trip out there. Uh, so the week in New York was paid for by work as well so very lucky to do that and i've I've ended the year strongly with a couple of my best ever months um in terms of in terms of my agency so yeah good
1: yeah awesome yeah it's been a good year it's been a really good year um i think 2019 has been um uh yeah it's been good
0: <laughs> it has been good I, i've i've it's been one of the best years i've had in terms of sort of moving forward with my agency professionally and and everything So all you can ask
1: for isn't it like forward steps really if you can look back at the end of the year and go yes I've taken some steps forward this year then that's a good mm. thing uh, so
0: that that was last year have you got any plans for 2020
1: um yeah, I've been thinking about this a bit actually, and 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 that's again that's one of the the problems I think with working in the business rather than working on the business. Um, there's there's obviously advantages, but there's disadvantages as well. Um, is that I I kind of I do think about next year, but I don't really um, dedicate a lot of time to it because most of my time is spent on client work. Um, but I've got a few a few different ideas. Um, uh, I think. Um, I want to niche a bit more. I think, Um, okay, and and actually start to. So, I mean, historically, my niche has been HubSpot. Um, you know, I I don't really do anything other than HubSpot projects, but I think I want to actually niche down to a specific industry as well. Uh, And I'm still working on a couple of ideas for that. Um, And I and I think I want to. um, I want to diversify. where work comes from as well Mm. um i think we're you know we don't we don't want to get into it uh on this this podcast but i think we're in a very precarious political situation um (laughs) in this country at the moment uh and and, you know it could it could really go either way um but there's there's absolutely no doubt that there's there's change coming um and when i think about that it, it kind of One of the advantages of niching, I guess, is that you can, you become, uh, you narrow your, um, your, uh, you know, the the, the field of people that you work with, but it also opens it up as well in a way. Because if I'm a HubSpot guy here in, you know, London, um, and uh, there's HubSpot people all over the world that specialize in HubSpot. Um, that's great but there's no incentive for someone in New York or for someone in you know mm. uh, I don't know Hong Kong to, to, to work with me because they've got HubSpot people locally you know there's that's the, so so you kind of you limit yourself to just your geographical um, not always you know there's obviously lots of agencies that work all around the world um, but you limit yourself to to sort of your geographical region when you pick a, a, a vertical you can actually start to say well i am the hubspot specialist for this industry and and whilst that closes down other industries it actually opens you up to people all around the world because then you know the guy in hong kong or the woman in new york might say well i need a you know a hubspot person Um, I've got two to choose from, or these are the two that I found. One of them is just a generalist, and one of them specializes in my industry. Which one is that person likely to go for? Probably the specialist. Um, So, yeah, I'm really, really considering diversifying through niching if that makes sense and trying to make sure that all of my work is not so uh uk centric Uh, i've got a lot of um you know my my, obviously my roots are in australia australia is a big growth market i'd like to start doing some more work with customers out there Um, uh, yeah so that's that's kind of my my immediate plans for 2020
0: yeah, there's a lot to be said about niching down. Um, I've I've had a lot of conversations about niching down mm. because the 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 trouble is when you're a when you're just starting out, you're a small business, and you might have a slow month. You'll start to take any work. Um, yes, and you'll think, oh uh, yeah, I, I can't do that. And I, I find myself doing that at the moment. The, the The problem with taking on any work is that you start one diluting your service offering to not producing good enough as good work um, and clients end up being unhappier. But if you niche down and are confident in what you do and you start to get momentum within that niche, you, you, you you'll own that niche for you. And I think you're, I, I already think you're, you're quite niche in what you do. Um, but definitely picking a vertical and random example, but you could be, um, hubspot technical consultant for healthcare brands for instance um and then any healthcare brands that use hubspot they're like okay who do i go to well chris knows healthcare brands that's what he does i'm gonna have to go to him but it's scary doing that because then you're like well what about the um restaurants that use hubspot that i can or the yeah. the um the enterprise SaaS software so have you got an idea of what niche you want to go down?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple. I'm still I'm still sort of um, trying to to figure out which one's the best. Um, but I'm I'm not going to say what it is yet. Um yeah, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I I've, I've, I've got one particular that that's been in my mind for probably the last 3 or 4 months and I'm just doing some research and it's going to mean some some significant changes but it's an industry that I've worked in quite a bit and I think there's I think there's an opportunity and I don't think anyone else is really covering this industry ironically. Uh so when you find out you'll um and you'll understand why I said ironically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. Um look looking forward to seeing seeing how that moves forward. For me in twenty twenty, um I, I haven't really thought about it too much. Usually every year I I'll, I'll set out some goals. Um my goals this year was to hire an employee, get six to eight K a month um on my agency. Uh, uh didn't hit either of those really but I'm fine with that I'm I'm perfectly happy and I made some other decisions that um w- that probably don't help um but yeah for 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 2020 I I've already started to plan out what I'm going to do in terms of new beers um I bought a HubSpot starter um, yeah nice they, one they, they they were doing a deal for seventy-five quid a month for the Growth Suite, so I snapped that up as soon as I saw it. It was half price, but we'll chat. We'll, we'll touch upon that in a minute. Um, so I'm planning to use that to try and get some new business in. Um, really pushed podcasting. Uh, a lot of my leads at the moment are still coming from people I know, referrals. Now I can, I, and it will carry on like that. But I would like to see a trickle of leads coming in from from other sources. Uh, I've got a refresh of the brand coming. You know what I like. I'm, I love shiny things. I love branding. Yeah, I, I think branding is really important. Um, and I've got a guy that uh, is good value, um, understands what I'm trying to do with, with the brand um, and just freshen it up a little bit. De- definitely not a rebrand at all. It's just mm-hmm. um, just to professionalize it a little bit more and to clean it clean it up i guess and then my side project L- last podcast i updated by saying uh it was actually the whole basis of investing in your business because i didn't know how much i was going to spend on this leather leather wallet thing that i was pursuing but i got the prototype chris I li- nice. I got, a prototype. got it made um Bro, it looks good yeah it is it, really nice i really like it um I, I went down to the workshop in gloucester um met up with the fellow he was absolutely lovely he taught me all about it and why it's so expensive um so I'm learning a lot and I've got a second prototype being made in January and I'm going down there to film it and I've decided on the brand where I'm going with it and the goal of actually doing it so um I am not fussed about scaling this into a business or making much money about it this is my fun project this is um this is just spend what money i need to within reason um and try and learn e-commerce try and learn consumer e-commerce um what it's like to try and build a brand um brand positioning being very much british made british sourced handcrafted leather goods that are built to last a lifetime as opposed to going and getting one from a big brand that's made in china a thousand times over a million times over so uh in in 2020 i'm going to be pursuing that a little bit more and just spending small amounts of time learning about it and getting these these nice nice weather weather wallet leather wallets into people's hands
1: nice one dude
0: um so yeah that that that's sort of my 2020 it's interesting to see where you go with it um in terms of I, I wanted to touch upon this because um, I've never done any sort of content planning for my own business or content strategy, um, and I just wondered if you had ever no. done that because <laughs> we 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 sell it to clients. Well, I don't know if you have, but I've I've certainly sold content to clients in the past. I understand content strategy, how it should work. And if I want to get a consistent stream of leads into my business, um, then I need to be creating content. Mm. So you've got no plans at all to make any content.
1: Um, no, I, I I, definitely do. Um, it, it, again, it just comes back to that thing of, and, and this is one of the things that I, I struggle with, I think, is that everything in the business I tend to do myself um, you, I, I, I do a podcast, um, separate, separate to this one. There's only been three or four episodes. Um, and, and I don't really, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a techie. I know how to use GarageBand and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I edit the shows. I don't need to do that. Like, Mm. I just don't, you know, and, and, and you very kindly did the last one for me. Um, and that was that was kind of the first one of the first things apart from things like accounting and different bits and pieces like that that everyone you know legal that everyone outsources if as far as as far as actually doing uh technical work within the business I do everything so um my priority is always doing the work for the clients yeah so so everything in the business is is done by me which means um I will always prioritize client work over yeah you know marketing work um and i think that's a common problem i know a lot of agencies now uh, you know, even bigger agencies have this problem where they know there's stuff that needs to be done to market their business but they spend so many time uh, so much of their time marketing other people's businesses uh you know you can say to the the creative team hey guys you know we need to we need to get some some blog posts or some videos out there or whatever but they are always going to prioritize doing um Client work. That work. And yeah. what, I've, what I've found a lot of different agency owners are doing now, um, as they're starting to scale, is actually hiring internal marketing departments. So basically, they, they hire an internal marketer that is not an account manager, that is not responsible for any client work, uh, and they that person is essentially a client of the agency. Um and, and they are responsible for defining the strategy and doing all the things that a, uh, an in-house person would do outside of the agency uh, for the business, and then using the agency to do all this this stuff, uh, or delivering it themselves, you know, if they're a content writer or, or whatever. So I think it's finding that line between what do you do yourself and what what can you actually outsource um, to, to get done? So you know, in summary, I guess yes, content's still important, but it's it's not it, it, like it was four or five years ago, where you can just whack up any old crappy blog post and it will get views. <laughs> uh, it has to be, you know, it has to be decent and engaging, which means you need to spend more time and and invest more in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's look, I I do dribs and drabs. Uh, I need to do more. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah it's interesting you say about um as agencies scale they're hiring people to do it. Uh one of my um or one of my podcast guests Aaron Shepard who runs the Goat agency. Now they they're a really big agency now. They 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 do about 50 million a year. Um but they he he said something interesting to me on the podcast which was that um they they treat themselves as their number one client. I was like, well, when you get to that scale, it's obviously easier. Um, But I've they they essentially hired a video team to do a daily vlog for them. Um, So that's probably a hundred grand investment a year at least Um, in staff. They've got four people, um, so it's probably even more than more than that. But they've got four people there full time um, producing their internal. In internal videos, and they've found a huge amount of success from that. Uh, but it's different with us as we're both um, one man bands um, of producing our own content. Uh, but I, I, as I've bought HubSpot and uh, I'm now putting a little bit of an investment into it, I really want to start to use it and start to put out my own content. And like on your site, I didn't notice this. I really liked it. But on your homepage is Inbound Happy Hour. I'm like, that's brilliant. It's, it's got its own little section for, for your podcast. Um, and, and I think when agencies um, can practice what they preach or show that they're active in promoting themselves it gives the client more confidence. I, I find um, like Six and Flow, for instance, are doing amazing stuff. um they're doing all the the drift events at the moment I'm always seeing them pop up and they're really investing in their own marketing and getting themselves out there and I really really respect that and I, I Chris I love your content when you do it because it's it's interesting engaging and is in a niche I I really appreciate um so like looking at your blog, how to create an automated leave rotator in hospital. I'm like, that's perfect. That's mm. that's really interesting to me. It was gonna be really interesting to your clients. It's gonna it's gonna show that you know your stuff. And then I love on your site you've got tutorials. Amazing. There's an agency that's showing me this technical stuff so I know what they're they're talking about. And um Oh my god, it's the Wistia as well. Look at this. I <laughs> just <laughs> And a transcript, my Chris. This is good stuff. This is really, really good stuff. It's designed. Yeah, and really that's nicely. the thing, isn't it? Like yeah.
1: I, uh, I'm, I'm a, um, you know, I am a uh, a perfectionist, and I don't mean that in the in the um in the oh, I'm such a perfectionist kind of way. <laughs> I mean that in the often crippling you know, stuff will take forever to get done yeah. because it has to be perfect. Um, and, you know, all, all the scripts are written in advance, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that, that takes time. And then obviously voiceovers are recorded, videos synced up, all that kind of stuff. And if you, you know, for, for someone who does that for a living, it's probably actually a really quick job. For someone who doesn't and needs to kind of fiddle around, it takes a lot longer. So it's a, you know, it's a commitment of a day or so to actually do... A, a, a script, a video, get it published or get yeah. it edited and published yeah. and all that sort of stuff, get it up. And it, it just, it, it always takes a backseat. I really enjoy doing content. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I do really believe as an agency you have to eat your own dog food. And, and if you're, you can't sell SEO, if you're, uh you know, on page 11 of Google, like yeah. you, know, you can't, you can't sell video if you don't have any video on your website. <laughs> um, yeah. So but I'm I'm quite lucky in that my the work that I do is is in regards to technology and I I use the hell out of all that technology like I really do but it's not it's not as evident on the the front end of my site because it's all happening in the background um but uh yeah I, I do really enjoy creating content it's just actually finding the time to do it
0: yeah uh, I next year especially now I, now I've got HubSpot and I, I think maybe in the next episode we can talk about how I'm going to use HubSpot um, if, if you don't mind. Um, but I, I, I really want to start producing more content because at the moment I, I, I don't, I'm not relying on my clients. Um, I've, cause I've, I've got a monthly salary. So therefore I can start to put time and effort into making content and getting people to, to come to my site regularly. I have actually um, outsourced some some written content to a a guy that reached out to me randomly. And he said, James, I'd love to do some content for you. So I was like, yeah, sure, write some stuff. Um, And it was really good. Uh, But it's just, um, the the cost of that doing every month, outsourcing it when the income's not coming in, um, when it's something I could do myself, I don't know if it's worth it, um, but certainly because I'm selling video and podcasting, I need to be showing that I can do both those and I'm doing those regularly. I have both podcasts that I run so that, that I can quite easily cover the podcasting in part. Um, video, not so much at the moment, but I don't know, I'm focusing on, I'm focusing more on podcasting, but I would like to have video there. Uh, I want to rank more for SEO. I want to start producing. I want to start providing value to people, giving them stuff that they actually want to read and be interested in. Um, and I'd love to see more from you because I I love this sort of stuff. Thanks, man. We, we we've been going for a while now, so let's sort of wrap up on the last things I I want to talk <laughs> about. Um, I I bought some new toys, Chris.
1: Yeah, I heard.
0: Yeah. Well, do you remember in January I bought an iPad? Yes. And then I split orange and then juice took over. you back. What? Well, well, I tried to take it back. I spilled orange juice over it. I Had to claim on insurance. Um, got a new one. Then sold it.
1: Okay, nice. Um,
0: yep. After having it for a month, because I bought a car. Yeah. Well, I um, I bought another iPad Pro. Um, yeah. This time with the, with the pencil, with the keyboard, um, and the reason I took it back last time is because I bought it because I thought it'll be able to replace some of the tasks I do on my laptop. This time I knew it wouldn't do that, and I just bought it because I wanted to enjoy having an iPad. Um, and last episode, we were talking about when you're going to upgrade your iPad, and you said, Well, I don't really need to because I like what my one does. Um, and you made Oh, no, p-
1: I definitely need to upgrade my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just holding out until the new ones come out in yeah, the year.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was actually worried because I thought were- I-, I bought mine in October, and I thought they were going to bring out new ones in November. But I- I- either way, the iPad OS thirteen, I think it's called, has absolutely changed how iPads work. They they fixed all the little problems, um, or all the all the biggest problems, um, like desktop class browser. How amazing is that? We can use HubSpot on our iPads now.
1: Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I so I um have always I run my on my desk is an iMac um you know with a big twenty seven inch uh, iMac um and and I've always kind of used an iPad as as my mobile device, um, but I, I I bought a, a laptop uh, a MacBook at the start of the year when I was heading down to Australia just because I, I was like I I cannot do uh, this was in june i think i can't do hubspot work on an ipad it's just not possible i can deal with emails and you know all that kind of stuff but it, it just cannot be done uh, and and now we're fortunately in a position where actually um you you can manage a hubspot account from an ipad um using using safari it's it's really really cool so uh, do you want to buy a macbook by any chance
0: <laughs> well I, I... <laughs> do, do, do you not use your macbook now
1: Oh no, I do. I do, but but most of the time like I take it to to meetings and if I'm going out and stuff like that. But most of my work is done from home, so I I just use the I use the big machine.
0: It's interesting. I am um, I'm I'm selling my 15-inch MacBook. Um because my my 13-inch can pretty much do everything. Like how fucking lucky am I? Two MacBooks and an iPad Pro. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> the joys of having a full-time job mate yeah yeah
0: yeah um so yeah i I bought the ipad uh again i absolutely love it uh now now i just use it for sort of when i want to write or when i want to focus on something or, or, or when i don't want to take my laptop out um so re- really really enjoying having the ipad back I, I think we'll round off on uh your new purchase chris
1: <laughs> well, it's certainly not as extravagant as um <laughs> uh, as yours, uh, and uh, I need to wait for seven weeks until it turns up. Seven, um, weeks, my word. Yeah, well, it's Christmas as well, so yeah, uh, and it's coming. It's coming from the US. Um, but I finally bought an office chair. Finally,
0: well yeah. done, Chris. We spoke about this in episode two that you need a new chair. We
1: did, and I'm I'm currently sat on a uh, like a wooden um dining chair. Like, there's no padding or anything on it. Uh, it's just because that's what we had when we moved. Um, it's massively uncomfortable. And, and I was like, I was fine with it. Like, I was just like, yep, that's just what I use for, for work. And I've got a standing desk. So I only kind of sit down for half the day. Um, but, uh, now that I've pulled the pin and, and, and the chairs ordered and, and coming, I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable. I can, I can't sit on this thing for another minute (laughs) Whereas it's been fine for the last two years. Um, but yeah so chair chair gets here uh, early early feb by the sounds of it
0: wow so what did you get
1: uh, the steel case gesture
0: and did did you buy it used did you um... no bought
1: it new bought it new picked the picked the color and all that kind of stuff did the the configuration um, i went up to the steel case showroom in london to, oh, to wow. test it out yep uh, a couple of weeks ago um yeah it's really good it's the uh it's kind of I I basically make all my purchase decisions based on what the wire cutter recommends um so uh that was where I got my desk from uh that was when I wanted to stand in desk I was like right what does the wire cutter say um and uh yeah same same with the chair so they I had two choices one was a chair that I had previously at a a company I, I used to to work at which i tried to steal when i left but i couldn't get out the door um and uh and then the second one was was that one so i tested it out it's really comfortable so yeah i'm pretty pretty chuffed and looking forward to uh getting a little less back pain in 2020
0: yeah well 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 when we were talking about investing our business last last episode i think one of the most important things is having a good chair, especially for you, Chris. You literally, you literally sit in it all day doing work. I I was shocked when I found out you're sitting on a wooden chair. Um, it, it's gonna, in terms of life improvement, it's gonna. It's oh rough, yeah, right. yeah, no, it's gonna be um, great. Yeah. I, I I as soon as you said it, I thought, yes, well done, Chris. Finally, um,
1: <laughs> that's definitely a finally. Mhm.
0: I I love my chair. Um, but I I got mine secondhand um but i still think it's massively worth having a good
1: chair all right then mate well, i shall i shall report back when it uh when it arrives yes definitely
0: all right then well a- appreciate you coming on for for another hour and chatting
1: through always a pleasure buddy
0: yes all right adios
1: i'll talk to you soon